0: This AFM Sports Rack.
1: We've on 6.30 on SFM 104.2107. Yeah, it's time for a little bit of sport from now until the top of the hour, 7 o'clock. I'm Dwayne DeLocca. We'll be talking uh, specifically around the PSL. This is the PSL radio show, Segunjalo, Mondays and Thursdays on SFM 104.2107. Well, today we've got an absolutely enthralling program ahead of you. Yes, we're going to be hearing from two of the most sought-after coaches in South Africa. Indeed, we're going to be chatting to Pizza Musimane, coach of Mamalodi Sundowns, the defending league champions after their thorough. Impressive 5 0 thrashing at Bulacuani City last night, and we're also going to be talking to the ever elusive Steve Gombella, a man who is uh, a legendary player, following up with some quite impressive performances as a coach. And Although Maritzburg United have gone through a bit of a slump, what they have done is found themselves into a very handy position by managing to beat. The table-topping Kaiser Chiefs last night. We'll hear from both coaches and indeed we'll catch up with the man who's represented his country on numerous occasions, Vuyo Mere, captain of Platinum Stars. They play Mar- Maritzburg United this weekend but another impressive victory for Platinum Stars after today's game. Loads to talk about. Certainly I could carry on about permutations and the final fixtures of the season. But let's uh, get straight into your sports news and I'm going to start off with the golf. There's a two-way tie for the lead after the first round of the 20 Open at the Pretoria Country Club in Vardegloef. Michael Flissness has the details.
0: Well, dare I say that uh, South Africans now know two things about Denmark very well. One is that Lego comes from that country, and secondly, Morton Orem Madsen and the golfer that he is becoming – He's uh, certainly making a name for himself in South Africa since he joined the European Tour in 2013. His best finishes have come in this country, including winning the 2013 SA Open. And now he shares the lead with England's David Horsey going into tomorrow's second round of the Chwane Open at Pretoria Country Club. Both of them opening with rounds of seven under past 63 on this past 70 layout. But Madsen, slightly more spectacular, it included a hole-in-one and an eagle on his final two holes of the day. Vali Kutsia and Australian Brett Runford are one off the lead. Kutsia chasing a maiden European Tour title again this summer after losing out in the Joburg Open. Trevor Fisher Jr. is three strokes back. He's seeking back-to-back victories on the European Tour. Home favourite George Kutsia opened with a 367, while Darren Clark a 1 over 71. Michael Christmas Pretoria.
1: So, Michael Fisman is keeping an eye on the golf. Natalie Gimonis has been keeping an eye on the cricket, where South Africa beat United Arab Emirates by 146 runs at the Westpac Stadium in Wellington earlier. Here she has the details.
2: South Africa have now qualified for the quarterfinals finals after they defeated the UAE by 146 runs at the Westpac Stadium in Wellington. South Africa were asked to bat first by the UAE and made 341 for six. And on paper, it looked like a decent score. But the innings wasn't without its problems. Quince who averages just eight in the tournament, still continued to struggle with the bat. He made 26 from 45 with two fours to his name. Hashim Amla at one stage was also struck by a beamer on his right wrist. He seemed to be okay, but in the end only made 12 from 16 today. Riley Rousseau continued his good form with the bat. He now averages just over 57 in the tournament at a strike rate of 134. Today he made 43 from 49 with eight fours. While A.B. de Villiers yet again shone with the bat, making 99 from 82 with six fours and four sixes. In the end, he fell just that one run short of what would have been his 21st ODI 100. David Miller contributed 49 from 48 with two fours to his name, while Ferran Biadin, coming in at number seven, did the job he needs to do. He finished well. He made 64 undefeated from 31 with five fours and three sixes, helping South Africa to 341. From the UAE's point of view, Mohammed Navid picked up 3 for 63 in 10 overs, while Fayyad al-Hashmini, in the end, picked up a bit of an injury. He wasn't able to complete his overs, had to go off after he twisted his knee and probably did some serious damage as he had to go to hospital for treatment and wasn't able to bat. In UAE's search of a target of 342, they were never really in it to get to the target. It was more about batting out their 50 overs. They nearly did that. They lasted 47.3 overs and were all out for 195, with Swapnil Patel, the wicketkeeper, keeper, trying his level best to keep the innings together. He eventually was undefeated on 57 from 100 with five fours to his name. From a bowling perspective, Vernon Philander took two for 34 in 8.3 overs. Mornay Morkel's 10 overs, went for 23. He bowled two maidens and he picked up two wickets. Ab de Villiers yet again had to do some work with the ball and his three overs went for 15 and he picked up two wickets. Imran Tahir bowled 10 overs, 1 for 40, while J.P. Duminy's three overs went for 12, and he picked up one wicket. Man of the match went to A.B. de Villiers, and South Africa now sits in second place in Pool B, with a net run rate of one. 1- Point 7.07 and they finish the group stages with 8 points 4 wins and 2 losses those 2 losses coming against India and Pakistan. They will now wait to see officially who their opponents are it's more than likely going to be Sri Lanka in the quarterfinal, the first quarterfinal which is on Wednesday at Sydney Matthew Jumanis for SAFM Sport.
1: Back home, stumps on day one of the Sunfall Series ties. Warriors are 274 for 8 against the Cape Cobras in Cape Town. The Knights were 248 all out against the Lions in Bloemfontein, while the Dolphins are 51 without loss in reply to the Titans' first innings total of 267 at Supersport Park in Centurion. I can tell you in football, South Africa's under-23 team has just kicked off against Mali in their second match of the African Youth Championship in Senegal. Following that opening, they lost to Ghana. Amajita are looking for a serious victory. And then tomorrow, just a reminder, round five of Super Rugby gets underway at and that's when the undefeated Hurricanes host the Winless Blues, looking to extend their best winning start to a season. Then the Western Force host the Melbourne Rebels at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Perth, looking to get back to winning ways after losing their last three matches. That's your sports news. Radio Show. Show. This is SFM 104-107. Now, Maritzburg United are a side with an ambitious coach and certainly some very talented players but have stumbled a little mid-season going on a run of nine unbeaten matches. But that ended spectacularly last night by not only keeping Kaiser Chiefs scoreless but by beating them in the process as well. And Steve Compella, coach of Maritzburg United, who's got a remarkable record against Kaiser Chiefs, no matter who he's coaching, joins us on the line. Steve, thanks for joining us. Hello. You must be you must be uh, a little relieved. And uh, how relieved were you when that final whistle went last
3: night. Uh, hi, Dan, and Thanks for having me. yeah a bit of relief but but you know better in this business. You you play a match and respect the outcome you move on and say the next one. Uh, after a win you forget, just celebrate a bit and start working on the next and after a defeat whatever the result, you just have to move on the next
1: yeah, fair enough about moving on. It's it's all just one game at a time and three points at a time. Mm. But when you look mm. back in that run, Steve, I mean, nine matches without a win, you, you look at it and you go, the performances suggested you should have got something more out of those runs, but the results were just not forthcoming. It almost seemed as if, for a time, luck had deserted you as a team.
3: It's crazy, Ben. I'm sure there's matches where you you had been assigned and you did them and you saw clearly what was happening. I can go as far as the Spolupane City just before we even went to the Christmas recess. Mm. I mean, the team was playing very well there, but the only thing that I still could not believe is that how on earth could a team that plays this way still not find a win, even though in the team the world was drawn? But what is important is that can we get justice or get a match between the performance we gave and the result we are getting? And yesterday, in as much as most people were surprised, but goodness how how does this team play? We have been playing like that. I remember Chippa United, the same. The last match, the last match before we played Kago Chiefs, was in Pretoria against against TAC. Mm.
1: We, we were
3: playing against a 10 19 team uh, from minute 30 up until 90. We dominated completely, but we couldn't just get a goal. And we were saying... Uh, what what do I do then? And we just kept the faith and we, we remained true to the core.
1: Now I mentioned some of the, the the individual talent you've got in this this team of yours as well, and you've actually built some really strong teams about a, a, you know around a solid defence. Uh, you've Claimed some big signings. I know John Pencil has signed. I know he's towards the end of his career, but he's a big name with loads of experience. Uh, Kwandan who has been very special last season in particular, from Sundowns on loan. But how, how do you actually build a team and get the best out of players when you know that there's a distinct possibility they won't be around next season? You know, you're making a
3: perfect, perfect assessment. And it's surprising when I'm making the it, it, the very same players you're talking about are the same players when we started the season. The first nine matches, we were just on fire. And we, we were guaranteed that we'd meet our objectives of being in the top eight as quick as possible. And then all of a sudden, we went through the slump. But yes, too. John Pencer brings in massive amount of experience. And I'm sure even the rest of the other coaches are profiling us before moving into our matches. When they make mention of John Pence, this pedigree is unquestionable. having been at Sundance, having been a uh, and coming to us with the talent and the age on his side, unbelievable. You have people like Kirani Zulu, have got Adel Mabaso, even on top, Mohamed Anas, and all this. Any sort of a team of people who can play, and people who can, who can also fight. And uh, we, we were surprised that the results were not coming, but we, we had to be very objective and understand that if we were to look at ourselves and our results based on the eye of an outsider or a supporter, we are going to be misled. That is why we had to be very objective and say, it's okay, performance is there, but the results are not there. What else do you do? Then keep the faith, keep going, and finally we go to a page where just it prevented and they rightly getting uh, are matching the performance
1: we have been giving Steve just looking ahead though you've got uh, you've got a very important match coming up against platinum stars this this Sunday they're also a side that's only just broken that uh, that winless run of their own with a victory against swallows and then uh, this weekend as well uh, this is going to be a key match I suppose in determining whether or not this was a proper turnaround for you or indeed one. Where, where things might head back in the opposite direction. How important do you see Sunday?
3: The crucial encounter, yes, true, it's going to be an important encounter. But it does become some sort of a confrontation again. Because any result that might not come our way, it means Big best is likely to get closer. I mean, the uh, Platinum side is likely to get closer to us. But all that we do ourselves is fighting our own course. Go to Rustenberg, try get a result. The first round, we got a perfect result at home. and we beat the M31. I mean, and then from there we went into this super spot one mm. We hit a good touch after all. So we hope, we hope, the gods will be smiling again and give us the same touch. And if that could happen, then it means we'll be moving immediately to the topic and try to consolidate the position. Because to me, be honest with you, and I'm saying it is such an injustice. It is unthinkable. It is illogical. But this team in 10 years of competing in the Premiership has not at any stage ended within the top eight. And I'm trying to say, there's no way they'd be, they'd be team. Farouk and his management team couldn't so much in this team and not get at least a top eight spot, which is what we fighting for this film
1: Fair enough. Well, uh, Steve, I think uh, psychologically the players are a little more at ease now. If the performances keep coming, I believe the results are going to come. And I wish you the best of luck as you close out the season and indeed on Sunday.
3: Thank you very much, Big I enjoyed
1: it. Radio Show. Oh, SFF, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, Platinum Stars inflicted the very first loss in 10 games in the University of Pretoria with a 1-0 win in the capital city last night. Elza Rogers getting the goal three minutes from time to secure the three points and moved Aguena out of the relegation zone into 12th position on the log standings. It makes it now two wins in two games for a side that seemed to be struggling in the quagmire. We've got the captain of Platinum Stars, Vuya on the line. Vuya thanks for joining us. You must be a very relieved man, are you?
3: Uh, I'm okay, Mr. Deloka and do a good evening to the <laughs> listeners at home.
1: <laughs> you must be very relieved you, after that uh, after that final whistle had gone, especially had to follow up after the victory of the swallows.
3: yeah, I mean, it, it was a great result for the team. you know we are in desperate need of the points at the moment, so you know it was a good result for us, no We'll take anything as long as the three points are going to get out out of out of, of that danger zone. So, yeah, I think the Lady Luck is starting to come on our side now, and we're doing well, and we're looking forward to doing well with the team. You know, the spirit is high now, the confidence is getting up there. again. Okay? So, yeah, we're looking forward to the next game.
1: Well, your next game is against uh, Steve Compella, who's just been on the show. This uh, is uh, Marinsburg United side, who ended their nine-game unbeaten run by beating the log leaders, Kaiser Chiefs, and uh, in a sense saying that this is a match for one of the two teams to potentially kick on after a and sort of unwanted record in recent times. How do you see Sunday?
3: You know, we all know that yes, Steve Compella is a great coach in South African football. No, no doubt about that. And, you know, he's assembled a great team in Marlisbeck United. So we're not going to take them lightly. We're going to give them the respect that they deserve. You know, the results that they showed against Teve it wasn't the a fluke. They showed that they, they played well. You know, they created more chances. So they deserve to win that game. So, yeah, we are both on a high with confidence. So we're looking forward to playing them on Sunday.
1: If you look back just a week, I mean, you were sitting in 15th position overall, but a win over Swallows on the weekend and then uh, a match, I suppose, that you could class as a sort of six-pointer combined with last night's win, it just makes things a little easier, I suppose, but still not comfortable.
3: Yeah, it, it can, we can't be comfortable at the moment, because the difference at the bottom, uh, with the bottom team and the, to- the team that's on the 11th or 10th position is about three points. So it, it's not going to be easy, you know. We need to need all our games to maybe to say that we are safe out of the relegation zone. So yeah, we're going to keep on striving. We're going to take this game as it comes and hopefully, you know, we collect maximum points on Sunday and We'll concentrate on the other games as
1: time goes. Yeah, You're talking about, uh, obviously, there's still a, f- a fair amount of season left. I mean, top eight is not out of reach for you this season. Have you actually set an aim, despite the fact that you're saying the mentality is focus on one game at a time right now?
3: Yeah, like I said, Mr. Diluc, the, 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 the difference between the teams that are in the top eight and the, the teams that are in the bottom half is not that much. You know, If we can continue with our winning streak and continue to doing well, you know, we can get the result and... We might find ourselves in the top eight. Who knows? But then, like I said, we're going to concentrate on each game as it comes.
1: When you look at the log position and when you look at how you've played all the matches in the league so far this season, do you sometimes look at it and say this is just not a true reflection of how we've actually played throughout the season? And, and how do you reconcile your performances without getting the results?
3: Yeah, like Mr. Loca, we all at Platinum as I said, the standard for ourselves. You know, we are known as a uh, cup specialist. And now this season, things haven't been going our, our way, you know. Uh, I think, uh, the, the fact that we lost a couple of good players in the team, and uh, not taking anything away from the guys who, who came in in the team, you know. I think they are trying to, 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 to get their feet and they are trying to stabilize the, the team. So, yeah, I think uh, it was always going to be tough for the guys that came in, you know, to gel into the team. But we also had to make, to play a major role. In, in, in getting them to, to understand the culture of the team and the way we play. And I think now they are starting to get there, you know, and I think uh, the results are starting to show now. You know, I mean, Thomas Masson, Bryce Moon, and those colleagues, they are doing well for us. So, yeah. We need to help them with the, the senior guys also. You need to make them feel comfortable and give them the best, uh, so that they can give them their, their, their best uh, performances.
1: Well, you certainly brought in a few new faces, but you did lose out a couple of important players for you. Among them, of course, uh, in last season, uh, Jackson Mabuhane, uh, Sebongan Bocani has gone to Pirates, so is Tepo Gumede as well, a key defender for you. But let's talk briefly about your own personal game, and I mentioned Jackson Mabuhane, something very, very rare happened uh, not too long ago. You were staring down a penalty against your former teammate, Jackson Mabuhane, and he saved it. I haven't seen Buyomere have a penalty saved in a while. (laughs) Uh, Just take us through how that actually happened, and of course, um, are you going to be taking penalties in the future should Platinum Stars be, uh, be awarded another one?
3: Uh, Mr. Didaka, when we played the Aces, you know, we got a penalty, I think it was in the first minute of the game, you know, yes. and, uh, and I had to face uh, my former teammate in Jackson Mabohuan, you know, the guy I used to train with, you know, I used to stay behind with him, you know, and practice penalties with. So he knew me very well, you know, he knows that uh, I never changed the place where I want to put my penalties. And I think uh, he start there, he threw really his and, you know, he, he went the right way and then he saved the penalty, I mean. It was a good penalty, say, so, but then I, there's nothing I could have done about it. But then that's not going to bring me down. I'm going to continue leading and taking penalties in the team. You know, I, I'm the leader. If I shy out and then I'm, I'm going to be sending the wrong message to the other guys. So I'm, I need to soldier on and... Continue doing the good work
1: for Platinum And you have a great record as a penalty taker, aside from that one little miss against a former teammate. But listen, uh, Vuyo, thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck on Sunday against Maritzburg United, and also looking forward to uh, that tie against uh, Sundowns in the Nedbank Cup. I know you've got uh, what virtually an unbeaten record against Sundowns in the cup. So <laughs> good luck. No, thank you very much, Mr. Elok. It was nice talking to you. CSL Radio Show. Well, Sundowns Sundance, arguably the most informed team in the league right now, and certainly with a game in hand, moved to within eight points of Chiefs last night as the Amagosi lost to Maritzburg United and the Brazilians, powered to a quite impressive 5-0 win over Pulugwani City. We've got the coach of Mamelodi Sundowns, Pizzo Musimani, and defending league champion, of course, on the line. Pizzo, thanks for joining us. Hello. Yes, thank you, uh,
3: Joanne, and thank you for having me. And... Uh, you- Evening to your listeners.
1: Thank you very much. How do you see your chances of coming from behind? You know, you must get this question all the time from anybody, fans, media, you know, just to snatch the league title from Chiefs for the second successive year, especially after last night's result. Six-point switch, effectively.
3: Yeah, but they, they have done very well. The Chiefs have done very well. They've accumulated enough points to have a nice cushion. As I said, that they can... Lose two games and smile, you know, um, but they have to be very careful with the goal difference because we're pumping the goals now and we know that this might go to the goals if they they trip, but uh, I don't know if, if, if it's possible, if it's going to happen, of course it's possible, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not in our hands.
1: It's close to being in your hands, though, when you think about it. You've got one game against them still to come at home, plus you've got the game in hand. If you win both those matches, you're within two points of Chiefs, and to be honest, over the five remaining matches, anything could certainly happen in in those uh, remaining matches, especially considering, Pizza that you've got the majority of your matches at home, where you guys have got a phenomenal record.
3: Well, uh, if it comes to that point, yeah, that would be... The time for me can say something different because I that's when I started to speak last year if it comes to that. But as long as we haven't achieved that, I mean, let's be honest, we took a very big uh, dent uh, from Vets, mm. you know. Uh, that game was the most, the most terrible game for us to lose, not because it's Vets, but it was at the wrong time. wrong yeah. time. That should have never happened. We, we dropped the ball there. You know, but um at least at the dormant, you know, but uh, you can't cry over spilled milk. They did everything on that day to, to spend all the energies on us and uh, they won the game fairly and congratulations to them.
1: Pizza, when you look at the way your side is playing right now, I mean, are you happy with the character they show to go a man down after Mashaba's red card against Free State Stars and then to not only hold on for the win but to increase the advantage um, and then the way they humbled Bulawayo City last night. You must be a very pleased man but are they showing enough determination for you?
3: After that, after that game of Vets turned us around. You know, last year we, we lost 3-1 to Vets again last season.
1: Mm.
3: After that match we went eleven games and beach won 10 and we drew the last one but that one we lost we drew the title was already decided and then, and and uh, 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 my mother came up after that machine the dressing room he says to he said to the guys you know I was just finished he never spoke he said you know is this a deja vu or what he
1: said.
3: <laughs> and we, and he saying what are you talking about he says um last year after we lost to face we went to win ten games in a row and we won the title. And then and then and then he says we have seen that movie before. Hmm.
1: And well, then,
3: then the story the story has already started. So I don't know how it's gonna end.
1: The case of history repeating itself here and are quick to, to to point that out I suppose but obviously Sundowns are capable of winning every match from here on out, but Do you sit in your head and work out, I know you're a great thinker of the game, do you sit and work out in your head how many points do you think you will actually need to win this title and do you believe Chiefs are going to drop further points aside from their match against you?
3: I said it including ourselves earlier, I said I don't think everybody uh, does team that can win all the games. That's what I said. Uh, And they showed with us against this that we won't win the league all the games, uh, remaining games. And the Sheffield Chiefs—they've dropped. They've lost two already in the, in the last four games, if I'm not mistaken, you know, or five. So the one Ajax and was tough. That that, lead, that win was tough. If you remember the goal, yeah. Uh, it is a goal. It counts, but it was another goal. Eh? So things are tough, and um, no one is giving away uh, freebies. So. We all have to fight for it, and uh, even Amazulu, you know, you saw Amazulu fight. And I said it after I won against Amazulu, I said, I pity anybody who is coming to play Amazulu after. And the story that I said is prevailing now. So it is second round, it is tough, it is nail-biting, butterflies in the stomach. <laughs> uh, te- teams are closing down, you want to open, you want to be brave, you want to score and go and score again. And that's when you win the game. If you if you are careful of not conceding, you're not
1: going to win. It sounds like you have the crystal ball out already, although we're still waiting to hear who's going to win this league title. But Pizzo, look, I know you've got a very healthy respect for continental club competition. I mean, how great is your focus on success against Mazembe in the imminent two-legged tie then, compared to domestic success uh, in the in the, in the APSA Premiership?
3: I I believe uh, that if you want to to if you had the, the Champions break at home this year, uh, I think it's important to go out and, and show uh, that you can do something in the, on the continent. Yes, I'd like to win the PSL. It's for our, for our pride. It's for consistency's sake. It's to show that... Uh, it's to stamp authority. But you would not like not to try and win the Champions League. I know it's a bit uh, difficult task for us to say that because we have a void of seven years at Sundance of not being in a continental competition. But so be it. So I want to, why can't you be ambitious and go for it? And um, what's the best way to go for it to find uh, a, a, the amazing team of keeping Mazembé in front of you in the second game? Can you believe that? Mm. You know, normally, when I was at Super Sport United, we did Champions League. You know, we never found these big teams earlier. Even last, even when Pirates was there, yeah. even Kera Chiefs when they were there last season. But but for everybody, for us and Chiefs this year, I don't know what happened with Kev, But uh, the, the draw is tough. Second game we played big teams. I mean, they're going to Raja Casablanca. How you come out of uh, uh, Morocco? It's not easy. You know, even though Morocco is no longer a strong power as it is. But Mazemba has restaurants in the team, but I don't know if you're
1: aware. Yeah, indeed. I, I, I'm i very well aware, and I tell you, the, the money behind that club is almost as big as the money behind your club, Pizza. But listen, the time is against us, but thank you very much for joining us uh, on the show tonight, and wish you the best of luck against TP Mazembe this weekend, and indeed against Chipper when you re- return to the APSA Premiership action. Thank you, Dan Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Mm, there you have it from Pizzo Musimani. OK, so there's still a lot to play for. And although he's got his crystal ball out, ooh, we still don't know who's going to win the league title. Well, huge match last night. Celtic narrowly beating Super Sports United 1-0 in their apps at Premiership time at the Free State Stadium. You've got to hear a couple of these clips after the game. we were chatting to Gordon Ingersson and uh, Clinton Larson, the coaches of the respective sides. But Gordon Ingersson felt that his side deserved to win yesterday's game and perhaps that there was a penalty overlooked by the match referee.
0: I was happy with the way we performed, you know, it's not easy coming here to Brooklyn, it's a very, very tough uh, place to come, but I was very happy with the way we played, I'm disappointed that we did going to win the game, or get something out of it, because we thoroughly deserved that, and uh, we had a clear, clear cut penalty that was, I mean, there wasn't even a question about it, and it wasn't given to us, and then of course, uh, you know, uh, they scored a goal, we made an error at the back and they scored a goal, but uh, very disappointed, but not unhappy with the way we played.
1: Egerson though, feels that playing at home against 7th place, uh, University of Pretoria this weekend could see his side return to winning ways.
0: Well, we play at home and we've got to, you know, we've got to, uh, we've got to get a result, you know. I was hoping to get a result here tonight, but it wasn't to be. And as I say, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so, uh, disappointing when you have situations like that. I mean, the referee and everybody can see a clear penalty and he just says no penalty. I don't know why, you know, but it's on TV, so let's have a look at it. And, um, we'll go from here.
1: Clinton Larsson, though, was very pleased with his side's performance and commended Eggerson and his side on their quality performance. But Larsson says his side dominated the first half and he applauded players like Bevan Fransman and goalkeeper Patrick Tignan.
0: Very difficult game. Good coaching Gordon Egerson. A quality team, a uh, super sport. Um, and I thought the first half we were fantastic Totally dominated the game We knew that they were going to go long to Brockie, um With a lot of long balls And I thought our defenders dealt very well With that Bevan Franzman and Ricocho At centre half were fantastic Once again Patrick Tingem uh, Had a great game So overall very very pleased with it
1: well, South managed to bag 19 points at home and 14 points away this season. Currently in sixth position with 33 points overall. They're eyeing a top four finish and Larson believes his team have been scoring freely in the second round of league fixtures, but to expect uh, them to score three or four goals a game perhaps would be a little greedy.
0: I think we've been scoring goals freely in the second round of the league and uh, we're not going to score three, four goals every game, you know, so. Uh, Sometimes if you score a goal and you can, you can close up and make sure that the opponent doesn't score uh, It's good enough uh, Like I said uh, You know we can't be greedy and want to score 3-4 goals all the mm-hmm. time It's not always possible Especially against a quality outfit like Supersport mm-hmm.
1: CSL Radio Show, Radio Show. Time running out. It's almost uh, news time. The Lady Moloa will be up after the news with a talk shop. Let me just bring you up today what's happening. South Africa against Mali in their second match of the African Youth Championship in Senegal. It's leading up for half an hour. South Africa nil, Mali nil. But following on from that 2-0 loss, of course, to Ghana on their opening day, South Africa do need to get the result here. They play Zambia in their final match on Sunday. That's it. From me, Dwayne DeLocca, the producer, Siobhan Cheney, and sound engineer, Babalwa Nduma. It's time for us to say cheers. We're out of here. It's 7 o'clock.